Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. And it's live. Hey. It's not like I'm a local radio teacher. That'd be a good idea, wouldn't it? Welcome to the program. Uh, we'll wait till everyone comes in before we get into the meat and drink of proceedings. So, people missed this last week when we didn't have uh, letters from the uh, League <coughs> Express. There um, won't be everyone here, though. I know. No, no, James. We're not. We're not waiting for anyone. No, we we're nicking his uh, curly whirly curly whirlies this week. Sponsored, sponsored by. Uh, not done at Scarmel Wafers. They've been outbid. By the good people at Curly Whirly. Thank you, Curly Whirly, for the gift. Uh, <laughs> not so much money. Why aren't all the Australian games on, on the telly? Because they want to they meet you by Watch NRL. Uh, people moaning about. Oh, we should bring the Challenge Cup final north. Bring the game back where it belongs. How long has it been at Wembley since? 1929. Bring it back north. Oh, reopen the pits while we're at it. Uh, but the award this week goes to. Kenneth Roberts of Eccles, who immediately, I don't know who he supports, but he should be banned. <laughs> uh, whoever, I don't know who edits the letters page at least. Oh, there's one less viewer. Hang your head in shame. And it's for this, this phrase coming up. Whitehaven need £12,000 to survive and the amateur game is dying, yet there are super greed players immediately, you think. Well, you've called them super greed, you know. Receiving that amount for playing a couple of matches. Who? Who's getting six grand a game? The game I once loved is very sick. Well, I tell you what, it's not the fault of whoever's getting paid six grand a week that Whitehaven have got no money. Or that the amateur game is dying. That's not their fault. If you look at the people who run those clubs and blame them. Kevin says, evening all. Are you ready, Kevin? Because we know you're a Warrington fan. Well, should we let Kevin set the agenda? Kevin, what, what's happening? We, we can have opinions <laughs> and pass comment. I mean, I was there yesterday. I mean, I'll tell you what we'll start with. Because uh, it'll take five seconds of time. Huddersfield Hull. Wasn't that a terrible game, everybody? <laughs> so that, that's that done. Well done, Jermaine McGilvey on scoring a try. Shame he had to go off with a hamstring yeah, injury. Because uh, he still needs another one for 250. But that was an awful game. Wasn't the most edifying of... Con- ex- you can still have exciting, even when mm. the quality is low, yeah. because it went to what, five minutes from time. But... If, oh. if there'd have been darts on... Not a great watch. I think we'd have turned it over. 
but uh, there you go. My dogs are watching, so that, that's another, I don't know if, if dogs count as viewers. <laughs> Told you, Rich, two points to Wakefield. I didn't expect it to be that easy for you. I mean, I took Wakefield by six on the media tipping competition. Now, unfortunately, my form is much like Castleford's at the minute, or Warrington's indeed, and I'm down near the bottom of the table. Uh, among some uh, less salubrious names in the rugby league media, but I've got less salubrious names than us. <laughs> I've been accredited for Wembley, so I've got away with that. Um, Warrington versus Wakefield. Well, let's just start with Daryl Powell. I mean, well, no, start with the start game. With, start with the because game because I think you need to put Mr. Powell into in context. context. So you were there. I was there, and your comment was. Something to do with the Warrington right-hand side. They weren't very... Well, yes, I mean, it was pointed out to me by someone who's watched Warrington far more than I have this season that Wakefield just needs to attack down the, the Warrington right, which I believe that might have been Mark Applegarth's plan. He might have had it in a big board at Bellevue. I think they can afford a, a board with a pen on and just go, go this way, go this way. Big arrow, like big arrow, um, Dad's way, army. That way, this, this way <laughs> for victory. Poor Tom Lineman, Reese Lynn in the first half just stood out on the left left hand side, just nothing to do. Just had to, you know, could have had a chat with the Warrington fans in the away end, but well, Tom would know if you were there. He would do, and then he scored a try. Did you see? Have you seen his try? Yeah, have oh, seen his try. It was like Tom Johnson, but you know, the flying slug. Yeah, prolific, the yeah. prolific Tom Liner. Um and in his senior on his fourth debut for Wakefield which has got to be some sort of record apparently Paul, Paul Dermott had uh, Dermott had three debuts for Wakefield so uh, whether and I don't know whether, Dermott name might come up again soon whether anyone can beat four at any club I don't I, know it's almost unheard of unless someone's been on Joel Reggie a million times in a season but I, I, yeah. you'd have to play in between for a different club wouldn't you but Wakefield attacked down the right hand side 22-0 lead at half time so who, and that who, was it that was it that who was, the was game. at fault for Warrington well I mean according to Matty Ashton who was very uh, vociferous on the other side of the pitch uh, wanting it to be shifted his way with a few expletives in there the other side of the pitch um, I think people have who've seen the tries have said soft defending um it's one of those games where you you come away from, or you 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 stood there watching, and, and your team is twenty two nil up, and you think we're not really being tested, we're not really done much, to, not to deserve the lead or anything. You know, obviously, they they worked hard, and you can tell that bringing in Luke Gale and David Fafita and those experienced names they brought in has taken pressure off. Funny, basically, Max no, Jowett being fit, Max Jowett. Putting, taking pressure off a Mason Lino or Will Dabber or whoever's had to play at half back shows you how bad the sign of Lee Gaskell was I guess mm-hmm. Luke Gale comes in just he's never going to play for England again he's not going to win Man of Steel he's he slower only, than he was but he's he got a brain he really still. needs to win about another four games this year he just tells people where to stand and what to do and if it all comes off it works and it's it's good it was funny though when Warrington scored at the start of the second half there's a Wakefield fan in front of me saying bloody rubbish Wakefield <laughs> Um, but you never got the feeling that Wakefield had to get out of second gear or anything like which seems a strange thing to say doesn't it but Whiten didn't look very good George Williams was back but he can't do everything um, Daryl Powell after the game seemed to be blaming it on the middles can't change his middles and I think if you listen to Whiten fans you can work out which of his middles he probably should change 
um, and he can't. A sentimental title, but he can't because two of their middles have gone. One of whom was allowed to go back to the NRL because apparently was homesick, but they're on the verge of resigning him. <laughs> can't have been that homesick, <laughs> or he's homesick. It sounds like a white yeah. yeah. And the other one was perhaps getting more to the heart of what the issue is at Warrington was a character that maybe shouldn't have been signed anyway I think whoever's in charge of recruitment at Wire needs to be changed too so it's Kevin Lewis or Louis apologies whichever one it is uh, Warrington needs to bring a head of rugby at the club to oversee everything from the youth to play retention and let a coach do the coaching Chris supported Daryl but the demolition yesterday made his sacking the right decision need a dictator type like a Ferguson a Clough or a Shankly who control everything and strike the fear of going to owners and players. Who's the rugby league version of Sir Alex Ferguson? Is it the guy you mentioned earlier? Two. There's one with a surname, McDermott, yeah. which you know universally will, Barry, yeah. will not be liked, but um, look at his record. And the other will be Sean White. I mean, they are the two people that if you were to get um, coaches who were born and bred over here and understand Super League, they should be on your list if you're seriously thinking about... But we can start talking now about what we think might be the issue with Warrington, which clearly goes a lot deeper than who is who is the coach. Because I think um, last year Daryl had a plan for how he was going to change whatever this mystical notion of culture is. And he, he mentioned it cryptically yesterday, didn't he, in his post-match press <laughs> conference. Without, without referring to culture, he was talking about a sense of entitlement, which I think, again, is around this nebulous notion of, <laughs> of whatever culture is and he tried to get some people out of the club who he felt didn't fit his way of seeing it um, try, got, got some new people in who were more in the image of what he was trying to achieve but some of those players that he got in are, are no longer there and you'd question whether they were in fact the right sort of people if you want to change the culture um, and then you look at their performances clearly last year was an aberration finishing 11th was the lowest they've ever finished mm. in Super League um, but for the fact that they were never really under pressure in terms of relegation because there was an obvious candidate it, it perhaps didn't get the spotlight that it would have done under normal circumstances because when Daryl was appointed it was clearly this is going to be the missing ingredient the start of this season glossed over some of the issues so you know, eight wins at the start, which was a club record. We've now had, what was it, six defeats in a row, which is the worst for 20 years. But in terms of the um, phrase that will be used by our good friend, Mr. Studd, are they not regressing <laughs> to their mean at the moment? You know, they're, they're in the top six. When you go from 11th, you probably are not going to win the competition. Mm. So where they are at the moment is probably where you would think they they should be. It's just that the fact that they're clearly on a downward spiral that is going out of control. I think it's a lack of identity. Um, and, I, and I think it goes a lot deeper than, than recruitment. I think the fact that they're still termed as wire is part of the issue. You, you, you know, And I think it's fine for fans to hark back to that. But the, but the club are the Wolves. In the summer era, they are Warrington Wolves in the same way that... Huddersfield are giants they're not far town and if you are still even if you've you got a badge with both names on if you've still got it on one of your stands who are you what, what, what are you in this modern era 
what is it you're trying to promote yourself as are you harking back to something because you haven't won the title for so long or are you moving on to being something new um, and, and trying to sell yourselves in a, in a different manner and, and the, the obvious corollary to that would be what Lee have done this year who, who decided that when they came up into Super League they were going to be something different to the outside world and it's been a for, for all the you know we laughed and joked about how it might have been done initially and mm. was it even a leopard now you know how many leopard print designs are we going to be seeing at Wembley with people who can't get enough of this idea that they are the leopards um, and I think again that, that's that's what comes from the top this is who we are this is our identity this is what we want to believe I, I, I saw it at, at Leeds in 1996 Leeds very much were anti Super League and move into summer they were they were very much had a regime that was stuck in the mud and were going nowhere you know they, they very nearly were on the verge of bankruptcy they very nearly had to move to Ellen Road they had no identity they were lost in trying to find something that was still in the past and one thing that Gary Hetherington did and it didn't make them a successful team but they became the rhinos and everybody bought into well what does that mean who are we what do we stand for uh, it's a rebrand it's something new it means something different it's going to be built around kids they're going to suddenly become um, no, no. only this club has the rhinos they want to see Ronnie the rhino it's only a little thing but that's where yeah. culture starts no, in no my opinion no one in the south that's out liners no no, and there are some people there that would still refer of to us. And the history of the club is mm. still built around loiners. But as a brand and what they stand for and what they represent in the, the city and what people see them first and foremost as, for whatever it means, is rhinos. And that brand has now been associated, as Leopards has, with something very progressive. I think that, you know, what what are Warrington? What is their identity? Who are they? What do they stand for? What is their ethic? What are the kind of players that they're trying to sign? What is the junior development that they're undertaking? How much are they going to rely upon that um, junior talent that they bring through and nurture and make to feel part of the club? That, to me, is all culture. I mean, the Warrington fans can say if I'm being unfair, then if you say, what, what is Warrington? So from the outside, it looks like a lot of sizzle, but no steak. Uh, because there's a lot of gimmicks which are fine when you're winning but when you're not winning they look a bit daft and we have plenty of comments from Warrington fans Andy and Bolton who's not a Warrington fan we'll come to him in a moment uh, Chris says the coach needs to be a proven winner which is funny because in the press conference after the game yesterday Darrell Pohl said I am a winner in my career I have been a winner as a player and as a coach now people would say his record in big games at Castlewood and Featherstone doesn't necessarily bear that out but that would be for the people to say. Lots of problems at the club, says Chris. Uh, but if there is no respect for the coach and the players think they're bigger than him, then there is an imbalance. Absolutely, the players should be ashamed. Generally out of answers with Warrington, says Kevin. All I know is that our attitude, especially towards defence, is a joke. It's been like this for years, and that's the most important aspect of the game. They didn't defend well yesterday. And again, uh, this is purely on numbers. So they've got at least one marquee player. They're... I'm just going to assume they're spending up to the cap. Oh yeah, we know yeah, Wakefield yeah. aren't spending yeah. up to the cap. Yeah. We know that for for definite. I don't know how you. I mean, Paul mentioned effort. I'm not going to question a player's effort because I've not been out there. But enthusiasm or whatever 
didn't appear to be anything. I mean, there's passion from Maddie Ashton shouting at his teammates, but how how do you turn that around? If the players are apathetic, which seems well, to be one of the if If you're talking about recruitment and if you're talking about culture, then I think you've got to look at who they've recruited this year and say, what kind of model are they trying to fit? So you look at a couple of those players that have come in from Australia. Why have they come in? Well, one of the reasons they've come in is because clearly their behaviour and attitude in Australia meant that their clubs wanted them to be released. Now, again, I think if you're trying to build a culture, you're trying to get those senior players to act as an influence on the younger ones in the group, you may be asking for a little bit of trouble there. Um, that will only come home to roost if you get situations like today. I mean, people were saying at the start of the season that Paul Vaughan was the, the best overseas import. I, I think we were saying on here the other week that his form has tailed off a bit. But, you know, why was he here in the first place? Why did Catalan deem that Gil Dudson and Sam Cassiano had outlived their usefulness to Catalan? Who but, are it? It's not as if they've gone from a top team to, say, a Wakefield. Then they're not. We're not talking about their ability. Sam Cassiano's ability to release a ball in the tackle is among the best. You know, it's, it, it's up there with some of the great people we've seen. But why were they being released by Catalan, who have rebuilt their? I mean, that's another team that now know what their identity mm. is, and it's taken a while to get there. And it involves some young French players who are gaining great experience and, and are going to be there for a long time. But they tend to sign the sort of players. And you're now going to say, well, Tyrone May was let go from his club for a... But I don't think he's going to be there very long. Mm. Um, but but they deemed that the contribution that had been made by those two players had reached its natural end and they haven't exactly gone backwards with their recruitment for this year. In fact... So you've got to look at the character of the people that you're buying, not just the ability of the people that you're buying. I don't think anybody's questioning the ability of Matt Dufty when he gets it right. But I think you'd you'd go back to how many teams did he have in the NRL and why did those teams that he was with who acknowledged he had great talent think that there was something missing in his makeup that they decided that they were going to dispense with them. So again, you know, I'm I'm not criticizing them as their ability to play this sport is far in excess of anything we can bring to the table. But I'm talking about that combination of people and why they are on the market and did too many of them gravitate towards Warrington? Kevin's mentioned panic buying. And this kind of leads on to something which happened last week. So we know they've they've lost uh, Josh, what's his name? Josh McGuire. Um, so that must have taken some money off the salary cap. Was he a marquee player? I don't know. I, don't think so. I suspect he may have. Been. Oh, may have been. Because they, he was an Australian and Queensland international, so he wouldn't have been cheap. But again, he didn't have many options left no. in Australia. His bridges had been burnt. I'm sure they can fiddle around with their cap space. I'm assuming that Geordie Crowder coming in on whatever deal it is from Wakefield till the end of the season, because he's probably got a deal elsewhere for next. He's not taking up too much cap room if he was at Wakefield. No. Now... And if it's commensurate with the number of games that are left, it still won't be very much. Last week, Wigan, famous checkbook Wigan, get the book out. Please pay Sulphur Red Devils. Apparently £170,000, according to Kyle Amor on the telly. So I don't know where he got the number from. Someone must have told him. 
Um, why don't you think go and sign Tyler Dupree? Young English player, talented, up and coming. They need middles. He's a middle. I mean, um, I'm, 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 he might not want it. They might have tried. They might. He might not want it to go. I don't, I don't know. I'm just saying, you know, it's, it's interesting. I, I think there is um, a scarcity of talent in terms of we know that we're you know our salary cap which is a push for a lot of clubs will not buy you very much comparatively speaking to the NRL salary cap or to what certain players are being played in rugby union that's another reason why you've got to be very careful about who you buy but also you've got to be even more determined to develop and play your own talent because there's no point developing it and then sending it out on loan I mean I think let's use Daryl Clark as another example who I thought when Daryl Powell came back to uh, came to Warrington that would bring back Daryl Clark's very very best form whether you think that Daryl Clark has played well or not this year or up to the standard that he was at Castleford when he was uh, Man of Steel the truth is that St Helens who are going to have to make the most astute of signings to replace James Roby who are going to have to give that number 9 shirt which is almost comes with that degree of target on your back before you put it on they they will have done a huge amount of due diligence on the person that they think is best equipped to take over from James Roby and they've made a decision that it, it it's not going to be Joey Lossick who has gone back and made his debut again this the second debut for Parramatta this week what they want is Daryl Clark and they can see something in Daryl Clark that clearly to them is more valuable than Warrington could see in Daryl Clark to try and keep him now it might be that Daryl Clark wanted the challenge it might also be that Daryl Clark feels that the environment that he's in at the moment is not going to bring him in the latter stage of his career the kind of medals and glory that he's quite rightly seeking to to cap what has been a a brilliant career Um, but St Helens have obviously identified something that Warrington can't keep. Now, again, I think that's down to not necessarily the ability of the person, but what you want in your dressing room, what you're trying to build around. Um, now, I don't know who's going to replace Daryl Clark, but the rumour, um, which has been, been strong for most of this season, is it's probably going to be Brad Dwyer. Now, again, I don't know whether a new coach coming in at Warrington sees it the same way that perhaps... Daryl did I don't know how much of the signatures that were made at Warrington were Daryl decided he wanted those players or it was somebody above him within the organisation I'm not sure from some of the traffic I've seen on the social media that a lot of Warrington fans think Brad Dwyer is going to solve that hooking role for them players never seem to improve at Warrington says Kevin Chris says wanting to remind me of Man United in the 80s uh, buying expensive players but only winning FA Cups and unable to win the league until Ferguson told everyone at the club what needed to be done. Due diligence on player recruitment needs to be questioned, especially from overseas. So the question is, of course, successive coaches, successive groups of players can't win the grand final, whether they're entitled to win that grand final or not. They have one league leader shields and one challenge coach. When do you look above who the coaches are and who the players are and who makes the decision on who to employ well again that, that's what I, where I go back to trying to define what culture is because culture comes from the very top and that's not necessarily the person who signs the cheques whose job it is to look after their money and make sure it's being spent wisely but they are putting their trust in some senior management and you, you, you have to say that 
they now need to decide what they want to be and how they want to get there and it's not I think there's been too much short term thinking at Warrington mm. we need to get a group of players together that are going to do it now we have to win it this year puts enormous pressure on those players puts enormous weight of expectation on the fans and you're not building anything you, the, your foundations are, are constantly on changing sand somebody needs to say what we need to do is try and win this competition in three or four years time when we've got a group of players that will get better what Tony Smith is doing at Hull is relatively comparable and he went through a run of seven games that they lost but there was no panic mm. there was no whole scale we'll deviate from our plan is we want to have a core of young players we want to add to it with some, some overseas players that fit in the model of what we're trying to build and if everybody gets better every year at some point we'll be in a position to win but we're not in a position now where we are and where we've been to suddenly go from you know I, I don't know of a team in in many competitions that would go for in a salary cap competition so I'm not talking about in football where you can go out and buy whoever <laughs> you want so do a Leicester um, where you go from 11th in a salary cap sport to win it so if you were 11th last year what was your honest expectation this year of where you were going to be and how you were going to get there but more importantly where are you going to be in four years time where are you going to be in five years time are you going to have a generation of players like St Helens have currently got that when you start winning you'll sustain winning uh, again that Bradford had at the height of Bullmania that you, you didn't it didn't happen overnight mm. but you can't buy it you could when Wigan were the only full time team and they had more internationals sat in the stand than they did on the pitch and nobody for a while could get anywhere near it. We, we, we don't have that anymore you have to say how are we going to get to where we want to be over a period of time and what's the mix of people you know, T Toby King was in, he was out, he was happy, he wasn't happy, he was loaned out, he's going back. <laughs> what does that say about the culture that's being built there? I'm, I'm, I am not sure. I, I suspect that it starts above the coach and the appointment of the next coach will tell us something about whether any lessons have been learned. Just ask Kev, Chris, any other Warrington fans? Who, who do you think the coach should be? I mean, does... <laughs> Does it matter? I don't know. Um, who should it be and who will it be are two different things. <laughs> who, who, is, who is the other Tony Smith figure then? Because obviously Tony Smith's busy, he's not coming back. But again, it depends what there. you want to be. and Or are they just? Or do they just want short-term success? Do they just want to win the Super League Grand Final, put the line under, it's always your year, and then just... Is that is that all they want to do? In which case, go out and get the best coach you can that will pay, play you probably the most utilitarian type of rugby to win you a competition but it won't solve your problem your problem is you need to build something that's sustainable and you need to have buy-in because some of the guys who are on the pitch were once on the terraces and they, and they feel whatever that Warrington whatever it, you know Josh Thewlis who has come through the amateur game in Warrington Understands why it's important for him to pull on that Warrington shirt. That's what you've got to harness. Not signing Australian players who were only ever going to play three games, even though they're big names. Because it doesn't get you anywhere. So do you go for... I mean, clearly everybody's talking about Justin Holbrook. And he understands the competition. And he knows what it would take. But he still needs to be given the raw material. 
and you know at St Helens had that core of junior players who were going to be influenced by somebody like Justin Holbrook to achieve their potential mm -hmm. and he added to them that that was the core base ingredient and he added to them people who could then elevate them to the next level you know people like Jack Wellsby were already in that system who are the Warrington players that are in the system at the moment that you're going to build a team around Nicholson Walker is that it Nicholson who came from Wigan Walker came from Witness. You know, who, but that's been a long but that's where yeah. we start you know we're, we're just finishing off a book with a well known rugby league player should be out in September um, who was involved in one of the teams we've already mentioned tonight who did have some success but it wasn't sustainable mm. and it wasn't sustainable because when you start reading what was in the dressing room at the time it was a group of players who were good enough to go out and win something but it wasn't a culture that was good enough to sustain that and things like cup victories come with the luck of the draw so you've still got to win it on the day but you only have to win four games and your route to the final is tailored for you You know, and, and sometimes you don't have to play all the big teams or you only have to get up every four, four times and you've won a trophy that is not the same as week in week out grind 27 weeks getting to the end of the season and then being in a position to win the playoffs that's a different kind of togetherness and that's where I think it begins and ends with Warrington I, I, I genuinely think that it's not about Daryl Powell it's not about who they're signing it's about who they want to be who they are and, and, and how honest they are with their fans to say we cannot have overnight success uh, but it, it, again we need to hear from people who support Warrington to say if this is nonsense or uh, Louis says when Tony Smith came in at the Y he didn't buy loads of superstars first thing he did was let players go who were not willing to step up to the plate I like Daryl Powell but he's also coaching upset players uh, Kevin says rumours today Justin Holbrook believes in line up uh, or linked rather with Newcastle Knights yeah they've said that they're sticking with Adam O'Brien so, so uh, if, if Holbrook was going to go it would be as an assistant where Brian McDermott is I mean I, I think again if um, they're going to be linked with you know Flanagan Seabold whoever normally is wrong somebody who is an assistant coach all the know. people on the articles that were out when uh, whoever the last Super League coach left they've just taken off one name and added yeah. another I, if it was me and, and again we need to be told by the Warrington fans what they think you know, they may want Justin Holbrook they may think because he's won things with St Helens he's immediately come in with a, with a winning formula and that's going to work at Warrington it's, it, it's about the, the cattle that you've got I would reinvent myself and do everything I can to not only give him the job but give him the time and the desire to recruit in the manner that he wants to do the job, and I'd go and I'd spend the king's ransom on getting Lee Breers uh, Chris, I, because I think he is Mr. Warrington. Chris says togetherness is a great way to describe what we are not. Uh, Badger Badger Mushroom Mushroom says uh, Powell was unfortunately just a fall guy. The ones who are making the signings and in turn setting the culture, the ones to blame and should be out of a job. Repeated failure. Kevin says, feel sorry for the youngsters through in a uh, losing team with a poor attitude and culture and wonder why they don't make it. Uh, now, Dal Powell had a bad day yesterday. I've had a bad day today because I'm about to join the cricket in England have won the pointless fifth test. 
Um, but I'm also having a bad day. Broad got the last wicket. You know what? You know what's strange? Fairy tale. What is really strange is I can't stand Stuart Broad. I've never <laughs> met him. I've never met him, but for some reason I just don't like him. But he's going to have. He's going to end up with a podcast. He's going to be all over Sky. But at least if he's on Sky, it means they might get rid of Kevin Peterson, who's dreadful. <laughs> but if I've had a bad day, and Darrell Powell had a bad day yesterday, also having a bad day, former guest in the program, Stuart Littler, who's just been binned off by Oldham, and guess who's taken over as interim coach? It's only Mike Ford. No. Play for Wakefield. Is that because Stuart Little is going to witness? Is he? I don't know. <laughs> Let's read out Ian Boldsworth's comments before we move on. Because he's written a load of things. And he's only got one eye at the minute, so I uh, hope you're okay, Ian. Uh, where were you? Where did you start? Here we go. Not a chance a dictator type will help. Precy team of spoilt babies who will sulk under anyone should all be ashamed of themselves. It spread to the sands, though, in a reasonably small but very vocal minority. The entitlement is unbelievable from top to bottom at Warrington. Same with us at Saints, but we've trophies in stock. So he's just kicking, kicking you there. Never seen a sport get so overwhelmed by spectators who literally can't handle losing any games. Yeah, that's right. Holbrook told them to stop sulking and enjoy it. They did that. Really don't think the present Warrington team have the humility to do that. Pretty confident in 12 months' time, Lee will be equally spoilt by all the red carpets. Ian Bolsworth there. Probably alright, Ian. With your magnets. Um, there's something else I can say about Warrington. Oh, what was interesting yesterday, in the first half, for those who know the geography of Bellevue, flats at this end, north stand at that side, new stand on the east, open terracing on the west, just like at Leeds. And in the first half, Darrell Powell was sat in the porter cabins on the, the west stand and had to walk through the fans just before half-time when they're 22-0 down. In the second half, he just stood on the, the, the touchline on the other side. What does Darrell Powell do next? Because <laughs> obviously well, when he's at Castle, but his stock's really high. I now he's say, this the is jungle drums. <laughs> High-profile failure. I'm saying, come back. And then we're into the realms of the relegation battle. And, and as we've been saying for the last two or three weeks... There is one team that has mm. an optimism attached to it. There's one team that seems to have a pessimism attached to it. And there are some Castleford fans in their pessimistic mode who are saying, bring back Darrell and bring him back for the last seven games of the season. Um, because if we don't do something, uh, we, we, we may be on that downward spiral. And the fact that Wakefield and Castleford have only won home games this year and the big, um, the big meeting between the two of them is at Wakefield and the now the points difference was virtually wiped out yesterday, then clearly Wakefield, you would think, are going into that game with the upper hand. Now that's, I think, disrespectful to Andy Last, mm. um, who clearly has been appointed as the man to, uh, to to keep Castleford in Super League. I'm not sure Castleford could afford to pay him off even if they wanted to, and I, I'm not sure they could afford to pay what Darrell may well have been on at Warrington. Um, so that's going to be a very interesting dynamic to see how that works out. The he will get a job. I, I think it, you know. I, I think there is definitely somebody who will say Daryl is exactly what we need, um, and I think his track record is is sufficient for somebody to say, yeah, he he can do he can he can take on that role for us. Um, I suspect what the issue with what Warrington is will not reflect as badly as if Darrell was solely to blame for the position that they're in at the moment. Yeah. I think he's highlighted some things to themselves that they probably haven't wanted to address. And there were a couple of clips from his press conference where he was talking about entitlement. 
um, and I think he used the word bullshit because there was a, a lack of you know being blooded on the nose and mm. a lack of effort then when you when you've had that blow. I still think his core beliefs will benefit a team. Those beliefs clearly don't exist at Warrington at the moment. That's what they've got to look at. So yes, he will get another job. I'm, I'm not sure it's quite as simple as some of the Castleford fans think and maybe hope that he, he will immediately go and be welcomed with open arms back at back at Cass. I'm not sure economically it's quite as simple as that. Ian's back. Don't like that a decent and honest bloke has lost his livelihood because his staff are burnoidal. Uh, Louis, I think bringing Sean Wayne in to, uh, to oversee the club and Bri- uh, Briars underneath, uh, learning it from him, uh, from another great, and then taking up the reins once Wayne has sorted out the processes from youth to first team. Is he going to... Is he going to leave Wigan? What's no. his role at Wigan? It's just that's, that's the same thing. Ment- yeah. Mentoring and uh, bringing players. No, he's a Wigan man through and through. I think... Um, I, I think you've got to bite the bullet and say if we appoint Lee Breers we don't expect to necessarily win anything for two or three years but if we give him the reins and we give him the wherewithal to recruit in the manner in which he wants to recruit and play the way he wants to play and we, we lose some games but we stand by him like Hull did with Tony Smith and not panicking because the plan is bigger than you know, the player or, or a group of players the plan is what we're working to and some of those players don't fit the plan they'll be on their way some of the players we need to get in will fit the plan but they might not be as glamorous as some of the ones that clearly don't and some of the, the people that we haven't even identified yet as being the talent we can build a team around that is locally based will play for Lee Breers. somebody who understands it. Go, go back to this whatever DNA is whatever <laughs> culture is whatever it is Lee Breers has it because he is Warrington through and through. It would have hurt him enormously. Now, why would Brisbane let him go? Why would he want to leave Brisbane? He's having a whale of a time out there. They're, they're joint top of the league. He's made an enormous difference. Why would he come back? Because I think the only thing that would bring him back would be the pull of Warrington with the stipulation that he, he does the job his way for a certain period of time. And he has to be in charge. See, I don't think him working with somebody else is the answer. I think it has to be him. It um, doesn't have to be him. There may be other better candidates. I just think if you're trying to understand who you are, you go to somebody like an Adrian Morley or uh, you know a, a Lee Breers who, when Warrington were creating something, epitomised what they were and who they were. It's all very exciting, isn't it? What will happen at Warrington? And we'll still be here next year saying... Well, they've, they've got to play Catalan this week. Yeah, as uh, I think was, uh, Chris pointed out, we'll probably nil them now. But I mean, now, here's the thing then. We go into Friday's game and we will see from the attitude of the players, especially those who weren't named, but it's obvious to work out who they are, and they may have already been named if you can read between the lines of what the coach says and what you can see with your own eyes. We'll see how they perform on Friday on the telly against the Catalans and say if they get selected if they get selected by the interim head coach people Gary Chambers and Richard Marshall interesting times the, the other thing with with Warrington in terms of entitlement and stuff and it's entitlement to a, a space in the first team but why are other than spending money and winning a few challenge cups and you know, the league leader shield or whatever, which is no guarantee you can go on and win the grand final. Why do we make a big thing about it being always there? 
because they haven't won it for so long but they haven't had a period where they've, they, they've lost a couple of grand finals that really they should have won um, and, and I think again you look at that Tony Smith reign mm. and you think that had it gone the right way in one of those two grand finals he would still be there maybe he probably wouldn't have left but whether he would still be there after this length of time but something that he was putting in would have been a firmer foundation than what they've got at the moment what I think will be really interesting on Friday will be the latitude if any that the crowd give the players mm. what was surprising yesterday at Bellevue was not the not the booing at half time you expected that but they were quiet throughout I don't know if any of our Warrington correspondents were there yesterday and I'm not saying this is a way for fans saying oh we'll sing a song for you and all that kind of stuff it, there was no no why I, no chanting or anything or getting behind the team or no real I, uh, I, I know they're in the open air so it's not what, what's buying, interesting about Daryl Powell going is if there was going to be a scapegoat He's now no longer there. <laughs> so the focus so it won't be on Gary Chambers, it won't be on Richard Marshall because they've only had a limited amount of time. It will fairly and squarely be on the players and it'd be really interesting to see how the hardcore Warrington fans react to those players and how much leeway they give them if they don't perform to a manner in which their abilities would tell you they should. Having said that, Catalan are white hot at the moment deservedly mm-hmm. four points clear at the top um, I'm playing a l- great brand of rugby that I, I genuinely think that they're not the team you'd want to be playing this week you may raise your game I just think they're in such good yeah. form uh, Badger Badger running in with Michael Monaghan into the frame Chris says I think it was a step up for Powell to go from Castor Warrington brackets no offence but now Warrington needs to step up to get a standout coach to raise the bar E.g. Holbrook, Wayne, etc. I don't think I, I don't think that's offensive to Cass. He would have had a lot more money to play with at Warrington, which in and of itself could be a it's a different thing for a coach to have to deal with when you've when you've got a limited amount of supplies and you have to work with what you've got. That might be easier in a sense than an unlimited not unlimited budget, but you know. I'll, I mean. I'll tell you what I also find very odd. Um, I look at somebody like Robbie Mulhern, who has been a standout for Lee this year. I know he's 28, mm-hmm. um, but whatever Lee have done for Robbie Mulhern has turned him into the kind of player that I think as a junior people saw the potential in. That didn't happen at Warrington. Um, you've got to ask, you, you've got to throw all that into the mix. You know, Ollie Holmes was only there for a year. He came from Castleford to be one of Daryl Powell's lieutenants, but clearly something didn't work. Either the, the environment at Warrington or whatever it might have been, didn't suit him. But he's now at Wembley in a fortnight's mm. time with Lee. And he seems to be running some fantastic lines off Lachlan Lamb at the moment. So again, it's not just the players they've got, it's the players that they had and they now haven't got, who, for whatever reason, and each one will probably be different, didn't feel enough at home at Warrington to be the success that they've gone on to be at other clubs. Kevin says Ben Curry just re-signed on decent money for three years on his day decent but wrong attitude no fighting him so poor decision making again panics because other teams were supposedly interested the wire fans honestly wouldn't mind us getting beat as long as they put up a fight instead of playing touch rugby what was interesting yesterday after the game it was the inclusivity day at Wakefield so the women played first we'll talk about that 
Then they had the but P- they played. But they played. The PDRL team wandered around with their trophy, which is good. And after their match, they had uh, a LDRL, LDSL, I can't remember which version it is, uh, exhibition, uh, which Warrington were one of the teams involved. Very impressed with one of the Warrington players. Didn't have names or numbers on the back, as opposed to uh, Sheffield and Wakefield had numbers on. Uh, but little lad trying to shimmy past this other kid it was brilliant so getting him in the first team because he, he had the right attitude some of the things that Warrington are doing around their Ooh. foundation is absolutely commendable but I think that's the attitude that needs to be taken into the first team interesting time have, have we saturated the Warrington I, th- I, think we po- I think we possibly are unless anyone comes up with anything else and the yeah, boss yeah. George Sutherland this week to uh, St yeah. Helens in the Women's <laughs> League which that seems like a short term signing she won't well, be eligible for no, one she's, not, no. she's cut tied anyway and Carrie Roberts well, going to the going York to York. she'll do the women's bit now she was just mentioning it just, um, uh, having watched the game on t- were you there in time to watch the uh, I was what did you make of it York and Saints uh, a game of two halves my simple the- analysis was Tara Jane Stanley wasn't good in the first half and York weren't good and she was good in the second half and York were good but that that's too simple to explain what happened all oh. I can tell you is that Lindsay Anfield's face was like thunder at half time <laughs> and beaming at the end. So maybe they maybe Warrington need Lindsay Anfield. Or certainly could have done with her yesterday. Saints will be alright. And York will be alright. Again the the key is York virtually have won the league leadership. Yeah. Interesting what happens with uh, Paige Travis following the tackle on Emma Kershaw, whether she gets a ban or not, with the two Leeds players banned for Wembley. But is what it is good win for York I think it was an entertaining game on the telly it was, all right. it was, it was a high quality yeah. game and I think again we, you know, we know that any game at the moment between those top three teams possibly Wigan who who were uh, you know, re- again going through a rebuilding phase yeah. um, we know that there's going to be, be quality because that's where the concentration of the great players are do you reckon all, do you reckon all the other teams in Super League don't like Jodie Cunningham because she gets bashed every week <laughs> she, Oh, Emily Rogers' finger. That, that, that wasn't pretty. I've been dislocating my finger myself. Well, still, still broken. It's no good, is it? But, but she's harder than I am. So, well done, <laughs> well done to York. Saints at Wembley, but they play Wigan this week. Leeds versus Huddersfield. Warrington versus York. In uh, Super League 2, Casparo, Feverly, and Salford Bradford. Warrington uh, beating Huddersfield 26 20. And uh, Featherson beating Castleford yesterday 54 0. So here's a question for all the teams that are going to Wembley. Yes. Two women's teams, four men's teams, yeah. two from Super League, two from the Championship. What team do you pick this week, bearing in mind that anyone who suffers and fails an HIA will not be playing at Wembley? Well, if, I, if I'm Lois Fussell, which I'm not, um, I'd just pick the complete resis out against. Huddersfield A because we'd probably win that game anyway and which is, I, don't think, I don't think that's disrespectful for me to say and B you don't need to risk anyone so what, would, you do and, the, and, would you do the same with St Helens against Wigan <sighs> bearing in mind that their league positions mean that they know they're in the playoffs yeah it's, it's, it's a matter it's of whether you get between yeah. a home tie or an away tie does that matter they, that much but are we gonna, last year we were saying this and then they had both semi-finals at Leeds don't they do we know when the grand final is yet? No, we don't. So, but in terms of the men's teams as well, if you're Adrian Lamb, if you're Willie Peters, 
Well, to a lesser extent. He was at Wakefield yesterday, but I don't know what he was looking for because they play Wigan this week. So it wasn't as if he was. I don't think he was looking at players to sign for next year. It wouldn't be anyone from Warrington. Um, so what? Lee have got um, Leeds on the telly on Sunday, but, uh, but only yeah a very short turnaround to Wembley, six days. Well, again, but they haven't got a big squad, have they? That's the problem they've got. But is this where you sign a couple of players on loan this week, or they're not going to drop out of the top six? You wouldn't think, would you? No. So. So, no. yeah, again, same, But same. You, you would imagine, if you take Lee as an example, you cannot afford for Lachlan Lamb, for John Asiata, for Edwin Apape to not be at Wembley. No Lee fan is going to, if they lost to the Rhinos on Sunday, but everyone's fit, go. Oh. And it's the same with Hulk. I think one of the most commendable results this week was Hulk KR beating Castleford, mm. which is nothing to do with whether. Castleford are a basket case at the moment it's to do with the fact that clearly you do have to manage your resources you do have to look at your players that you need to wrap in cotton wool for what will be the biggest occasion of the season and Willie Peters played an unchanged team wants to take that men- again I think he's building something really impressive at Hull and they're not going to win every week and they may not make the playoffs but they've already made Wembley and I think if you're talking about culture and players in the team and who is already earmarked for next year and who's going to be moving on and what he's trying to build and um, the, the sustainability around what he's trying to do there's a model that Warrington could look at and say oh yeah see what Hull KR have done over the last uh, you know, two or three years and where they were and where they are you know, they, were, they were promoted in that day and look at them now you know, where they're going um, but I, I think they have to rest players at Wigan this mm. week I, I think there are certain certain players who are so important to them that they have to have them at Wembley the following week and the HIA changes everything we'll go back to the men's Super League in a minute just to wrap up the wheelchair action from the weekend as Brilliant. well which I didn't, I didn't I only saw the highlights because I was at uh, Bellevue yesterday but um, London they, they could be the ones who uh, upset the northern powerhouse in the wheelchair well, Super League at the moment semi-final mm. I'm going to be playing either Halifax or Wigan they beat Halifax 40 points to 26. Halifax are the defending champions, of course. The other two results, slightly more blowout. Wigan beating Whiteson 138-2. Interesting, I'm just reading the report in the paper. Uh, Kieran Holt, who's, he, used, he was at Rochdale, because yeah. he was on our table at the wheelchair was. He's, yeah. he's moved to Whiteson. So well, I, I don't know if he's... Oh, is he on loan? Joe Redge. Joe Redge, right. But he, but he was, he's at Whiteson. So and he good. was very, very good in a, in a beaten two. There's something that struck me about... I, I watched every minute of the wheelchair. And I loved it. Yeah. We're passionate devotees anyway. So. I'm gutted I'm missing the final. I really am. Well, really again, am that's, that's a scheduling issue. Yeah. Um, <laughs> two things struck me is that not only is it a great sport, but it ain't half a great sport for social media. Where we all talk about um, what we need to do as a sport to promote ourselves, and we don't do enough to um, find these little clips that go viral. Mm. There were two yesterday from the wheelchair that were absolutely immense the first one was Tristan Norfolk's tackle on Tom Halliwell which was ultimately futile because <laughs> Lee scored from the next play um, Kelsey Gentles in Kel- the world exactly lines. Kelsey Gentles com- a perfect comparison um, but f- as a clip on social media wonderful Yeah. and the other one was Ryan King's try which again you know I think it was said on commentary by our very good friend Mr Wilson at the time you know 
I remember eat that Tommy Makinson it was on a par with you know, how to keep your wheelchair almost on one wheel on its side use the corner flag to your advantage and get the ball down Just, but as a viral clip you don't need to know either who the teams were or who won or where it was in the state of the game you just go I need to go and see that that's brilliant wasn't a bad weekend for Wilson was it Women's Super League on Friday Men's Super League Saturday Wheelchair Super League Women's Super League on Friday rushed down to talk (laughs) sport sport to to do Leeds and St Helens men we kept his seat warm there you go Leeds beat Hull 120 points to 14 Johnny Boyd Ward is coming on the show in a couple of weeks ahead of the final well I've got a big question I need to ask her which involves Amy Hardcastle so you can probably work out what the question is going to be is it something to do with hair con exactly so we need to see if she's pulled men con that um, Amy Hardcastle was good on the telly on Friday you obviously didn't see didn't her see but uh, with Kyle A. Moore for the women's game Caitlin Bailey's in the commentary box Leeds taking over everywhere just can't escape I'm sure there's something else about the wheelchair get, oh, when are the semi-finals when are they home to September se- oh, that's all right. that's so the Amy. only thing in August is the <laughs> Challenge Cup <laughs> final um, there's going to be, I think, uh, some trials games for women only. Oh, right. So the ne- uh, they still want to foster the idea that it's totally yeah, inclusive. Yeah. And a shout out for Freya Levy, who was outstanding for London. Um, really, really, really impressive. Um, so you're still you, you're still going to play at Super League level, in, but there's been um, a thought that you may be able to develop more women playing if they're only playing amongst themselves yeah. um, so I think we're going to see the first trials of women only games during August then the Super League picks up again in September with the last two rounds of league games two semi-finals and a grand final that is going to be on Sky well I shall make sure I get my dates sorted so I can attend these things um, Welsh Wheelchair Super League starts this week and the other thing I was going to say about it's a bit like the darts then where you've got the the world championship with the PDC the world championship is open to everyone and the women's world championship is open to women so that's, that's interesting interesting times it's good uh, comments on stuff uh, let's have a look uh, Kevin <laughs> Storm Warrington placing to make stupid mistakes at Warrington drop balls etc basic stuff it's interesting how that happens when you're losing and you know this is more than I was saying this to, to Dennis from the What Would Brian Bevan Say podcast yesterday. Wait for the 22 0 up and trying stuff, it doesn't work. You, you're not bothered because they're not. Yeah, 22 0 up. Um, I'm, how, how long's their podcast going to be this week? Hour long special, just about one topic. What is your take on Lee's tackles? Our man uh, Asatana the other week. Because this is obviously um, Paul Wellens caused a kerfuffle by starting his presser last week with a big statement um, the RFL are going to investigate which would they have investigated if Paul Wellens hadn't said what he said it's really really interesting because what Asiata's doing and what to a lesser extent James Bell himself of St Helens did on Friday is not illegal it's not outlawed which is not to say it's not wrong so if you're going to then decide you are going to outlaw it. it. It has to go back to the laws committee and uh, the various consultations. What, what I thought was interesting was the RFL, as far as we know, certainly not publicly, have not censured Paul Wellens for what he said. And it could have been taken as bringing the game into disrepute. Mm. And what they did say was, we understand what he's saying and why he's saying it, and we will look into it at the end of the season, but we clearly can't do it 
with seven rounds of the season left. Actually, you could if <laughs> you, you could, really, you, could, you, could you? if you really wanted to, because it has happened in the previous year. I think we bought in the six tackle rule halfway through the season. <laughs> well, four tackle rule halfway through the season on a whim. Um, but I'm old enough to remember that. Um, so you can do whatever you want to do. But the fact that they didn't censure him, they said they would look at it and they had a concern, I think in some ways justifies what Wellens was saying. Um, I, I am convinced that players are not coached to do that. And you would also say that the way Asiata does it, he's putting himself at more risk than some of the players. And, and it also, it's not maybe just him targeting low it's at the same time he doesn't know that there's somebody coming in high or to the side who are also not doing anything illegal but the combined effect of those people against an anchored player is causing an injury um, but if they're not doing anything wrong under the way the laws are currently written there isn't a lot you can do about it but that'll change I'm not going back and watching every single tackle on people have edited out carefully of I haven't got the time well I've got the time but you know I also thought that what Paul Wellen said there was a difference of opinion on social media some said uh, eyes wide open in the in the headlights I was in the school that thought what he said was calculated and measured mm. well he, he made it as a statement didn't he yes. he wasn't someone saying what are you making those tackles Paul no, no. Um, Badger is a uh, fan of the Leeds wheelchair kicking game that's the message he says you can't say that's the tweet anymore because it's X isn't it so, it do? was bang on again yesterday but that Collins-Halliwell link is almost telepathic looking forward do to it do you see that <coughs> don't want to keep going back to Warrington there's but another example <laughs> Leeds, Leeds Rhino's wheelchair yeah. with the same core of five or six people were losing 100 nil three or four years ago but they had a plan they knew how they wanted to play it. They, wa- they wanted to work hard to improve. Those five or six people have won all of the trophies that that club has won and are still the team to beat. <coughs> now, they're going to have an issue, as the men's running team did, as Saints will have to a lesser extent. When those players start to retire, how do you replace them? But already this year, Nathan Mulhall is looking like a very good replacement for James Simpson. Not in terms of style of play, they're very different, but in terms of team first changing what they thought was the way the game was played to the Leeds wheelchair way of doing it which is still James Simpson makes perfect sense that he's taken that DNA into the coaching so the other example in that kind of progression would be cast for the women going from losing lots of games to then winning and winning the league leader shield and then that continuing elsewhere in a sense uh, Badger says, did I see Saints of Fawning wheelchair? They are. I mean, Ian, you should Reforming, go play for them. I think they're Reforming, Reforming aren't they? Reforming. I think they used to have one, but they're, they're doing it properly now under that Saints Allen Super League banner, which is brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. As we keep saying, every team should have one. No reason why not. Um, it was interesting to note Phil Roberts, guest on the programme last year when we were at Ashton Library, I think it was in Wigan. With Vossi. Wasn't too impressed with having to play at ten thirty in the morning, day in Warrington, having to go down to Medway, which is a, I think, a fair criticism, especially as non-paid athletes. But don't have any problem with that kind of opinion being. It was also on the sportsman, and I think again we look at sometimes the times and dates the games are played, and it is down to your broadcast partner, and the sportsman coverage was fantastic as well. 
I don't think that was a whinge for the sake of having a whinge. No, no, I, I, I think he's yeah. perfectly entitled. Here's the uh, the podcast news. Remember when we used to get the Man of Steel points, and that was a thing. Now it's just podcasts because we don't get any. Uh, did they ever, did they do anything with the, the Steve Prescott Man of Steel things? They announce, you, they announce it every now and again, but, but it's, there's no specific time or. Well, we're down to number eighteen in Spain. In Spain. I mean, my mate's in Spain. I should get him to uh, just download the podcast while he's there. He was, oh, they, they did him out of some uh, internet. We've got up to 101 in Canada. We were up in, we were, we were high in Britain this week, but um, I can't get the website to work properly. So tell me where we are in, in it's Turkey. Just Turkey, Turkey, Mexico, Mexico, Turkey, Mexico. That's the only ones we're bothered about. Do they sell curly whirlers in Mexico? <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we're below out of our league again this week, so that we need to... Uh, we need to nobble. We need to nobble Kyle Amor because he's on that now, isn't he? He can't escape from Kyle Amor. It's getting worse than Danica. Did you see her uh, wearing a hat on the telly? If you got the bucket hat out, blue hat. Number one in Mexico. Number two in Turkey. Get back. Get back out of our league. Where are you? <laughs> Nowhere. Nowhere. <laughs> Anyone actually cares? Um, Ian can only play on the right hand side at the moment. Well, that's right. You could play for Warrington. Sign you up. Um, elsewhere in the men's super league this week, we mentioned Huddersfield Hull. We're not going to mention that again. Hull Care, as you say, it was. I was really looking forward to that game as a complete neutral. Yeah. Yeah. Thursday night, missed a couple of Thursday night games because of the I schedule. We haven't had them. Great, I don't have a uh, no. you know a, 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 else on. a dog in the uh, fight. No. Oh, I'm better go and get some, another curly, some snooker on another curly whirly snooker. Um, Hulk KR beating Cass have mentioned another good win for Hulk KR disappointing for Cass another second half fade out which are, you know I think now it's becoming too frequent but one thing I would say about Castleford's recruitment and again it's nothing to do with the people involved mm. you would not turn down the opportunity to come to play in Super League but I think it's stretching a point and they'll probably be brilliant next week to get a player from Lebanon a player from PNG and a player from Greece Greece, who have not played much if any NRL who are all mid to late 20s and you know some of the cast fans that were there at OKR may well say that Billy the Greek had a, had an impact off the bench I think it's putting a huge amount of pressure on those players to expect them to turn the fortunes of a team round in a competition that they have no experience of um, and also in key pivotal positions particularly Liam Horn, who's a hooker um, I, I hope he goes really well but I worry that if Castleford are now fishing in the Queensland Cup and the New South Wales Cup and they're mm. saying that's comparable to Super League I don't think it is I think you know you are cutting your cloth according to your means that to me smacks of a bit of desperation um, Les is representing Netherlands there isn't a Netherlands chart on my list so uh, tell all your friends just download it could he move to it. Turkey yeah. <laughs> download the podcast delete it afterwards doesn't matter as long as you download it <laughs> we'll game the uh, Apple charts um, Amsterdam Cobras this year today's yep. champ speaking to Zvola Wolves as uh, Badger Badger mentions the Wolves losing in a final never Kevin asks, uh, "Are we for going to catch Castleford? Possibly. I, I, sus- I suspect they will." 
we'll, we'll find out, won't we, in a couple of weeks' time. And the, the great thing for Wakefield is now, of course, they've overtaken London Scholars in terms of points scored. So, well done, Wakefield. Uh, finally, finally. Um, it's an interesting weekend. You know, they go to Hull, who weren't... And, you know, Tony Smith was acknowledged, didn't play particularly well. But can't win away, as you, as you say. So. But have beaten Hull in some, some games recently, mainly at, at Wakefield. Mm-hmm. Casford have got Huddersfield, again, who... <sighs> Yeah. Radio Leeds commentator is going to be on the. Oh dear me! I don't know who's doing that one, but uh, good luck to you. Good luck. Castleford really have to win that game. Yeah. Because it, it is home form, I think, that's going to determine which of the two go down, and they cannot pass up the opportunity to to beat the team that is just above them. Albeit there's eight points difference, which could be ten if Huddersfield were to win their game in hand. But that you've got to put down as a winnable game at home. Uh, Wigan beating Lee on the telly on Saturday. I know we haven't mentioned Saints. We'll come back to those in a moment. Well, we kind of mentioned this in passing, haven't we? With Lee going into the Challenge Cup. We mentioned this week, if they lost against Leeds, if you're a Lee fan, but they get no injuries, you're probably not bothered. I know you want to beat Wigan, but... At the moment, Lee is six points clear yeah. of... Uh, Salford in seventh, and they, you know, they, they are not going to worry if they drop another two points this week. Um, I, I suspect again that it was the two tries just before half time that turned that game. They get brilliant from Alas Smisky for the try that he scored How in the corner he, that I, he should never have got. This down. is every and I week. Still don't know. No, every week down. we come into a rebellion. We watch these guys. No idea, not a clue. But an entertaining game for the cameras. Yeah, the priest going on debut. Great so. that it was on Channel Four. Lots of storylines. Adrian Lamb extremely magnanimous, saying, uh, you know, obviously they lost to the better team, but there was always going to be a little bit of a hangover. And I, I don't. I, I think Lee are in such a good place as a club at the moment that whether they win or lose last week or this week it is n- nothing compared to the impact they could have at Wembley in a fortnight's time. It's much we can say about Catalans and Salford other than that. I listened to it. Nil. I listened to Bruno was, was in good? French. Good. Uh, I only knew what was happening because Catalans scored a lot SA, of points. SA, SA, SA. Uh, they, it sounded very comprehensive. Mm. Um, I think, again, the issue for Salford, for me, more than the result, is Tyler Dupree leaving before the end of the season. What, what does that say about what is happening at Salford at the moment? And we spoke quite long and in detail about you know asking fans to mm. contribute and you go fine but wasn't one of the ideas of that that we could keep our best players and yes we've got £170,000 which is probably crucial in keeping the economic head above the water but why did we invest in the club if we also have lost one if not one of yeah, the best young player that they've got um, now whether he would have gone anyway whether he would have gone to Hull KR as was rumoured um, I think what it says about Wigan is that their new owner clearly can't breach the salary cap what he can do is yeah. pay some transfer fees um, and that is another great signing so they are going to lose one or two players but you know you put a Dupree and a Sam Walters uh, and an Adam Kieran and you're saying again we, we know what we want to be we want a young British pack and we're going to recruit in the image of what we're trying to build and not going to say it again but that's not what Warrington do oh look <laughs> I did say it again um, what was Saints Leeds like? 
It seemed, seemed exciting enough on the telly. Close game, think, four points again, between them. Yeah, and, and there were some mistakes, and, and clearly, um, I think if you were a neutral, you would have relished that game. Leeds can't see out a game when they're getting a lead. It's It's been a, a failing of theirs all season. That having got it back to 18 16 and looking like how do we then manage the game for the last 10 minutes to win it, the next set they kicked the ball out on the full and then conceded a try on the back of it. Um, there were some just great individual performances to really enjoy, not least um, Tommy Makinson. Um, I thought, uh, sorry, not Tommy Makinson, why did I say Tommy Makinson? Jack Wellsby, um, who I just thought, again, the, the one thing about Jack Wellsby that is, um, amazes me every time I see him play is he's not faultless. He, he again kicked out on the full and Leeds scored on the back of that. Um, but what he doesn't dwell on is any mistake. He just goes, right, okay. I will now rectify that by doing two things that are absolutely brilliant. Um, I Wellsby was fantastic. Um, Hopoati was really good. His, his late release of the ball, fantastic. But they didn't have forwards on the bench of note. Mm. So what they needed was their experienced guys to stand up and set a lead. Um, and in Morgan Knowles and Matty Lees, they had two absolute Trojans out there, played long minutes, looked after the kids. Delaney looks a really good prospect. And they found a way to win. Um, they're going to need to do more than that over the next seven weeks if they're going to make it five. But that was impressive. Leeds, again, Nanny McDonald, uh, you know, didn't deserve to be on a losing side. But made far more meters than anybody else in the game on either side. But they just haven't got that ruthless instinct to kill a game. Uh, which they're going to need to find over the next, the next seven weeks. Because most of the teams they play are around them in the league if they're going to make the six. Um, Chris has asked a question about refereeing which obviously when James is back we'll, we'll ask him about we've got another former referee coming on soon yeah yeah. about uh, getting recently retired referees in to do the video refereeing when we've got them but all games if we get them all if games. we get them all games there is a there is a, a major cost consideration for that which we just do not have at the moment no Unless we get a, in the AFL get a bucket out too. Crowdfund video reference. Well, again, we need to know what's happening. Well, we don't. The clubs need to know what's happening with the television deal. And again, it's being announced. It's being announced. There is no announcement. What was the phrase Tony Sutton used on Radio Manchester to describe Channel Four and Viaplay? Widening the broadcasting something. Or yeah, I think you uh, can forget Viaplay. I think. Well, I thought that was fair enough on Channel Four's. The thing about Channel 4 is they are totally reliant on Sky mm. releasing games. So it's that deal with Sky that you need to, or whoever, and I think it will be Sky. I genuinely don't think there's too many other players in the market. But you have to get that bottomed out to then know what you can have on Channel 4 and our league and however else you're going to stream. The deal with Viaplay was never widening any no. kind of Not when it's a subscription. Because it was completely going to be bought by yeah. people who watched yeah. the championship. The channel in the same way as it was before. Right. Yeah. But not, not via play. Especially yeah. when we already know they're not renewing next year. Right. Um, before we get on to the rest of the stuff. When is the big game, say Kevin? 18th of August. Because... Moved to Friday, hasn't Exactly, it? because I had arranged to have the Sunday off to go to that game... But then they moved it, so I changed my dates to Friday. Then they put the wheelchair challenge cup final on the Sunday where I'm now working. But I, I'll hopefully I'll be there. I think it's <laughs> hopefully I'll be there. I just send an email. I say, can I come in? I say, yeah, possible. Um, 
Would Dave Fafita be the best signing in Super League, says Les, off the back of James's question, if Wakefield do make the great escape, will it be considered the greatest great escape in Super League? Well, probably from where they started. I don't, I don't think 12 games in it's row, just but. Fafita again. I think no. it's good. This is going to sound like the most broken of broken records. The great thing about re-signing David Fafita wasn't what he brings you on the field. It's the fact that he has the DNA of yeah. Wakefield in his heart and by coming back, now I think Max Jowett coming back from injury is, is more important yeah. than David Fafita. It takes the pressure off other players. Yes, but it also, you, he walks in the dressing room and he goes, right lads, this is what Wakefield's all about. This is what we're doing. This is how we do it. These are the sacrifices we need to make. Could somebody go and get me a burger? Because if you, if you look at the work that like, and Eddie Batty did yesterday, maybe that's the kind of play Warrington League, just goes on the pitch, does his job. Looks like he could have been an extra in uh, this sporting life, but gets the job done. Uh, Every team needs they need a Luke Yates type player. Uh, what else have we got before we go on? Um, heart can win you games, says Ian. Have to make that a habit, though. No, there's no, there's no heart, no heart at one. Um, it's a hard habit to break. Um, in the championship, Featherstone beat Batley twenty-eight-eight in front of a crowd of not applicable. Uh, York won at London 24-10 York are having a good run now yeah I'm mean, obviously not going to Wembley but uh, I think again look, looking comments, at the right? table I think um, although Newcastle's result mm. is amazing as concertina it all at the bottom I think York are out of it now York are more likely to sneak into the playoffs yeah. than get dragged into a relegation in mate. the same way that Leeds might in the <laughs> Super League uh, Newcastle beating Swinton 25-19 was that 19-18 late on because that yeah. was the last score I saw yeah. and then I saw the full time it was 10-0 like, to Newcastle at half time you thought oh there's a surprise on here then Swinton narrow lead and you thought oh poor old Newcastle it's, it's going to be one of those days again and no they, they came back and now they're, they're potentially two wins off, mm. off you know, getting up, getting away, which will be a, a, a that be phenomenal. Sounds like a cracking game at the Olympic Legacy Park on yes. Friday. Uh, Sheffield coming from behind to edge out Halifax 32-30, because Sheffield had a bit of a wobble recently, haven't they? So, yeah. big win for them. Uh, to lose, well, big win in terms of the score, 64-0 over Keithley. Who again are slipping danger mm. with that Newcastle result must make Keithley nervous. And that witness beating Whitehaven 36 28. Which again, Whitehaven in it for a long time. Gary the Viking earlier said uh, Powell to witness. But, but I tell you what, I saw their advert for a media person this week and they were offering far much more money than I thought the Championship team would be. Um, can't, I can't work in witness. I don't know where it is. I, I, I don't know. I think that Daryl's aspirations may be slightly. I mean, he wouldn't have to move house because it's still no. Cheshire. Hunslet with the big results Massive. in League One, beating Massive. Dewsbury. First defeat of the season for the Rams, 16 14. And over 1,000 people there as well. That's good. Uh, Rochdale beating Midlands, 37 22. Well, Seven we, six at half time. Yeah. That's a proper rugby league score. Workington and Doncaster. Yeah, Doncaster with a important win, twenty two nineteen, having Needed lost to get to. back on the horse. And Workington had won, was it six in a row? Yeah, and and, and the ridiculous game, Cornwall ridiculous. three in a row now. Ne I never. I mean, I, I thought something was probably wrong on the social media <laughs> feed when at half time it said Cornwall were winning forty points to four. That can't be right. 
and then you check the social media feed at the end of the game and it's 38-40 was there a huge well, slope oh, that's what I'm going to say anyone who was there I don't know if this was the first game of everything ever played in Rill um, where, where's Ian Golden winning the where is he the yeah. wind must have been blowing a howling gale that changed at half time <laughs> but that again is a great result for Cornwall who've gone above Midlands with that result this week in, oh, there's no other news is there other than we can all whinge about people being paid off by the RFL but people get paid off so that's what happened um, there's no other the, news the only thing that was odd about that was not necessarily the amount of money or whether those people were doing a good job or not is that we were told at the time that they'd resigned but they clearly hadn't they were moved on and there is a payment to do that how do I get a job as a chief executive of a sports body I've got the suit in the Super League on Friday it's Castle and Huddersfield Wynton Catlands and Wigan Hull KR Saturday in the Championship Newcastle Widness York Toulouse and London Scholars Midlands Hurricanes in League 1 as London looked to close the gap in terms of points on Wakefield on Sunday the aforementioned Wakefield away at Hull Leeds versus Lee which is on the telly are they showing the women's game as well or just no. that's ok now because I, I wouldn't want them to show that no. and Salford versus St Helens Championship Barrow London Batley Bradford so again Batley and Halifax have got the same questions haven't mm-hmm. they Halifax at home to Feb well they may as well just throw it in because they you know with the best way in the world Halifax aren't going to beat Feb uh, Swinton Keighley massive which, which actually massive. Been, the Halifax game has been moved from yeah. Monday night to Sunday night you're right Badger Badger I thought I was going to turn into Tony Green then uh, Swinton Keithley massive game Whitehaven Sheffield and in League One Cornwall Oldham uh, Jewsbury Workington North Wales Doncaster in Chester and Rochdale versus Hunslet I have to say that the game of the weekend I think is probably going to be Swinton and Keithley in terms of what it actually means they should uh, switch the cameras from the Halifax Fed game to that one instead. One, one of those teams will be slightly scraping their nails away from the relegation mm. zone. The other one is going to be right in the Can Barrow get something at home to London? Well, that would be a tricky Barrow for them. Barrow got to play yeah. tonight, though, haven't they? Oh, as, yeah, as yeah, we speak, true, yeah. Barrow are playing Bradford. 745 so. kick against Bradford, yeah. Mm. Tricky, tricky. Excitement, because we're coming towards the end of the season now. Um, I'll do some wheelchair internationals aren't they I read somewhere I think not announced yet no but there are going to be some so that's another thing to look forward to in the the autumn that will be in the same time frame as the running internationals which is end of October start of November yep the IRL to consider future of World Cup it's going to happen just we don't know when it will well happen. we might know by Wednesday Wednesday um, nothing else that's it we'll be back on Monday, Wembley week. You were excited, weren't we? More well, predictions. Our yeah, more predictions. Rosettes. Rosettes. Community sing. They've got a rosette she. somewhere. Yeah. Bring that back. We don't know the entertainment is yet at Wembley, do we? On, 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 in the actual stadium. I think um, the speaker is giving up the cup, isn't he? Is he? I think. All oh, right. The uh, oh, I should say congratulations to Trevor Hunt because we like him. Well, not until um, well, not until the end of the, the beginning year. of next yeah. year, and he's got to get voted in. Oh right, so. Uh, He's not going to say, don't be able to say anything on Radio Manchester now, you might upset someone. <laughs> Dear me. Well, there's no point in criticising the RFL because people say, <laughs> get in there and do it. It's one of us, it's one of ours, that's, that's good. Did Carl Hall give the chains back eventually? Must have. Hope he polished it. I'll ask him. 
Um, so we'll be back next week with more excitement and drama uh, as we build up for Wembley we will save Mr Child his curly yes I think I'm going to eat not mine knocks it over only 98 uh, calories apparently they're a lot smaller than they used to be aren't they yeah that's what they all say Sports Social Podcast Network it's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash life's gotten mundane so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply.